It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Yo, man. Boomus, Rusty. It's not. There we go. Maybe. Oh, shit. Okay. Yep. There we are, you guys. What is happening? It is fucking Tuesday. Wednesday. I thought I had some fucking shit going on today, but they said, no, they want me to come to Chicago. And I said, what the fuck? I don't want to go to Chicago to go to court. So uh, I don't have to go worry about court until way later. So anyway, fuck that, dude. Um, if you live in Chicago, well, I don't fucking know, man. Uh, maybe, maybe you can make it worth my while to go there. Let me know. Send me a message. So it's Wednesday then. Nobody told me that I had to be there in person tomorrow or today, I guess, during the pre-trial. So what the fuck are you going to do? But this isn't about me. The show isn't about me. I mean, sure it is, but it's not really. Man, how did I fucking forget that? Um. You guys, I didn't even fucking get to my pen yet. So, and I forgot it downstairs. And I don't know if I want to run back downstairs, and I probably won't. So we're just going to go penless today. Pen, I don't know, you know. Remember the, the Pen 15 Club? But it's not. Uh, there's no pen. So it's just the 15 Club today, I guess. So I'm going to bring on my guest right here, right now. Someone coming back. I think this is my first person from this year that's coming back for a second time. So I'm going to bring him on right here, right now, into the Rustiverse here in this world, whatever the fuck it is, wherever the fuck we are. And here we go. Jonathan Powell back again. What is up, dude? Not much, bro. It's good to see you, bro. Yeah, good to see you too, man. Um, uh, yeah, like I was saying, I, I had some shit open up today. Uh, some scheduling open up today. So I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to bring you on today. So it, it worked out kind of nicely. I mean, I'm... Uh, I'm booked out now a bit. I'm booked out, booking in July and August right now. So I'm like, well, I better get you on now and and do that. But you, you've been a, a busy guy, I hear. Well, yeah. Yeah, I, I have been pretty busy. Uh, I got my homeless outreach going, and I'm, I've got my 501c3 uh, in progress. Uh, we're waiting to hear back from the IRS right now, so it's – it's all in it's motion. It's it's a legal process, and we're we're going it's, through it. So it's a long fucking process. It's supposed to be four four weeks to two months, somewhere somewhere in between there. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
and then there's a lot more to that once you get that fucking paperwork through there's uh man uh yeah i am i 501 c3 and it's it's a motherfucker but we were also doing it during uh the rona time so everything was kind of slowed down a bit but yeah it's quite a process getting everything going and so you got that set up uh and filed already i mean that's that's a big hurdle right there getting getting through there and getting um getting it actually filed and so uh how did how did that come about well i i had a friend i got a few friends and they 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 have one and uh they got he's got one and my other friends got another so they've been encouraging me to get my own uh going so i basically decided to finally pull the trigger and do it that way i can have because you know coming up with the money for my homeless outreach has been very difficult so this this way i don't have to pay for my homeless outreach other people that donate can pay for it for me you know what i mean yeah and um yeah i mean there's there's very many ways then to work on that and um uh i so i found out that paypal kind of has the for being like the a big um pros, you know money processing thing paypal's kind of the cheapest one for 501c3 so if that's something uh you're gonna need to look into paypal's pretty good for that um there's a lot of different businesses and things that are set up well you'll, well you'll get some nice deals for having a 501c3 but uh i believe you have to wait until you have your ein and then yeah once all that goes then then you can kind of do stuff and so what's the name of it it's gonna be home it's gonna be heart it's an acronym and it's gonna stand for homeless education advocacy um resource team so okay so yeah it's it's uh and, and the, it's just an acronym that spells heart homeless education advocacy resource team and so are you going to be working with your other two friends doing this are they going to be working with you or what what's your What's your team going to be like? What's what's your? Well, I mean, my my main my main goal is to educate regular people about homelessness. That way, that way, because if if I don't educate people about the problem, then they can't create the solution. You know. Uh, but also, my big my big deal is I want to educate homeless people as well. I want to educate the people that have just become homeless to educate them on how to survive on the streets, you know? So I want to educate regular people about homelessness in general. Then I want to educate homeless people about how to survive on the streets. And, um, but, but also I, I want, we want to, we want to provide services to help people get out of homelessness. Like we want to have a laptop and a table to where you know hey if you want to file for food stamps you want to apply for a job you want to get uh 
you want to order that online government, it's a free government phone, you know, any anything that you can do online, we want to have a laptop and a table right there uh, while we're serving food to the homeless. That way the homeless people can go to the table with the laptop, boom, apply for a job or uh, apply for food stamps, apply for a loan, apply for, you know, uh, uh, a school, what is it, a, a college loan or whatever, whatever they want to apply for. Um, but then also we're going to be handing out food, we're going to be handing out hygiene, going to be handing out clothes, uh, stuff like that. We know, we know the best, we, we, we know where all the homeless camps are here in this city uh, to, to, to most effectively and most efficiently affect those who need it the most. You know what I mean? So are you going to go to these camps then and talk to people and tell them about where you're going to be set up or like, where are you going to be set up? Yeah, we, we go to these camps once a month right now, but our, our goal is to be able to do that twice a week. You know, we, we want to be out there at least two or three times a week. Um, but, but right now we're just going there once a month. Uh, but we don't have the laptop and all that. We're just handing out food, hygiene, and clothes right now. So are you going to have a, a place you're going to try to run it from? Or are you going to use like, a, like are you going to be bringing the food to each different camp or the laptop to each different camp and then having it set up to like a cell phone and doing a, uh, what's it called? where you use the phone to be able to connect to the internet and then hook it up to the computer. Are you going to be doing something like that? Or are you going to be going to like a, a library or something? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I haven't really thought about the, uh, the internet thing on the laptop. I guess we'll just do, we'll get those little boxes that, that have Wi-Fi coming off of it or yeah. whatever. Uh, those it's like a little bitty, little bitty box or whatever. Yeah, and and then you gotta have a chip in it or whatever. It's got internet. I think I think that'd probably be the best route. But uh, I I hadn't really thought a whole lot about that honestly. But yeah, I, I like the idea of that versus you know doing the cell phone hotspot. I, I would rather that's have, what it's called. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I would rather have the little box uh, thing. But yeah. That's that's the whole goal. That's the vision that we got going here. Um, but also, I want to have. Hey, you know what? I've been really, I've been really blessed because the guys that work with me, they're they're really great guys. They're a part of a different homeless outreach, and they totally really care about the cause, and they really care about the homeless people. And they're they're kind of like me. They already have a a, a relationship with the homeless people in this community so that that's I've, i have i have been very lucky as far as that goes uh getting connected with the right people that really give a shit you know what i mean <laughs> sure. some of these nonprofit people bro they're just all about money and and they they act like they really care because they're so they're just very superficial and fake about it they act like they really care but they won't even take the time of day for a homeless person ever. And I know this because I've called them up. I say, hey, I got this homeless person here, needs a tent. 
their their tent got burnt down last night or their tent was stolen last night. Uh, is there any way you could drop them off a tent? Oh man, I ain't got time to do all that. Uh, you know, I ain't got time to don't don't be calling me. Don't be calling me to, you know, wasting my time and all this and that. What? They, 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 some some of these homeless outreaches, they got so much money, they got like a warehouse full of stuff, man, full of overstock, you know, that's for the homeless outreach stuff. And they I mean, dude, I'm telling you, man, they're just very cutthroat. They're very about money. You know, they're they're all about doing the numbers. And and some some of them are about pushing the political agenda of their donors. And this I I'm starting to see in my lifetime, I'm starting to realize how political there, there's a great political relation between the homeless community and, and, and these politicians and it's all, and it all has to do with these nonprofits. They say nonprofit, but trust me, they're getting profit. Okay. You know what I mean? They, and it, it, it ain't like they're making, it ain't like they're making a few thousand bucks or something. No, they're making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year or millions, you know, and it, it's crazy because, I, I don't I don't see that money going to the homeless community, you know, but it's it, it's it's pretty messed up, you know. And the, so the homeless. The, go, ahead. Oh, go, ahead. go ahead. Well, I was gonna say that. Um, so, what are the political connections you were talking about for the donors? What do you mean by that? Well, it's like they have, they'll have a nonprofit and the donor will say, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to donate a hundred thousand dollars to your nonprofit. And you're like, well, that's awesome. Right. But they have these expectations and they have these, uh, they have these, uh, they, they want you to, you you have to push their political agenda. They said like this. Let me, let me give you an example. They'll say, "Hey, when you're out there and you're you're serving food to the homeless, I want you to wear these T-shirts. I want all of your your whole homeless outreach team has to wear these T-shirts, and you got to hand out these flyers. You know, they might have you tr push in like uh, transhumanism or transgenderism or you know, uh, they have a lot of different things and, and they'll have like, they'll have somebody from their organization. Like it's, it's like where the donor, it's where the donor wants you to push their political agenda in your homeless outreach when you're out there serving food to the homeless. Because when you're serving food to these homeless people for two or three hours, it draws a big attention, you know, a lot. It, it really does to where you never know who's going to pull up on you and say, hey, uh, hey, this this is awesome. What you guys are doing for the community. This is great. And, you know, and it, it starts it starts a conversation with people and you never know who's going who's going to see this. See, we, we go downtown Indianapolis, like downtown, downtown. It's, it's the heart of downtown to where. You know, if you're 
If you're out there serving food to the homeless, I'm telling you, dude, a senator might pull up, a governor might pull up, you know, be like, hey, this is awesome what you guys are doing. And then all of a sudden, if if you go out there regularly with your homeless outreach team, like let's say twice a week, same hours, same days, then it's like the same people will come out there to support you and while while you're while you're helping the homeless. And these these people that are supporting you, they might be they might be politicians, they might be very hardcore political people. They might be a part of some kind of organization, fraternity. They might be, uh, I mean, you just never know, bro, especially religion. You know, these religions, one second. Sure. These religions, they are dead set on shoving Jesus down people's throats. Now, I'm, I'm all for Jesus. You know what I'm saying? I, I've been saved and all that, whatever. But... I really am against people shoving it down people's throats because in, in the homeless community here in Indianapolis, Indiana, that's what they do. And I, I really, I really don't like that. That's, that's so unnatural. You know, if you want to go believe in Jesus and learn about the word and get closer to God, that's good. That's great. But you don't have to sit there and try to force it on the next guy, you know? Right. And, and it gives it, there's uh, some sort of expectation like, hey, we're going to give you food, but you got to listen to us for, you know, 10, 15 minutes talking about, um, hey, you should come, you know, join our, join our belief system. And, you know, and it becomes less about helping people and more about helping themselves to get, you know, more, more people into it. And I mean, it's kind of, you know, the same way with a lot of outreach in other countries and, um, you know, countries that are, I don't know, like, you know, less developed and, or whatever that stupid term is that people use for that shit. Um, and yeah, you got people fucking going over there and it's like, here, we're going to give you shit, but we're going to bring you the Bible and shit. And uh, it's like, well, can I just, can you just help me? Like, I don't need, I don't need this other part, but it's like, no, well, it's either one or the other. And so, yeah, kind of, and it can, I think like you're saying, it can turn other people off to it even more and kind of push them away further. Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah, which is kind like, of bullshit. Some sometimes homeless people, you know, a lot a lot of the homeless people that I interact with, they they just lost their kids to CPS, they just lost their job, they just had a divorce, they just went bankrupt, you know, they just they just lost everything they had to a house fire, you know, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And a lot of a lot of times those people, those people are really going through it. And they're they're not in the mood to sit there and hear hear a huge lecture about Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know they they just want somebody to talk to, bro. They want somebody to listen to them. You know, and that that's it. 
They don't want Jesus being shoved down their throat, bro. They want you to talk to them, listen to them, give them a hug, maybe give them a little advice and keep it moving. You know, and if 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 you want to help them with some money or buy them a meal or something like that, yeah, they want that stuff too. You know, but it's just like you know, it 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 just gets so pull it it's it gets very pulled far it's kind of like what you said man it's it's no longer about helping them it becomes more about yourself and, and helping you know it's it's the same same thing you said yeah so a little fucking here's this but 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 you gotta do this for <laughs> us too all right well yeah here here's this but yeah there's there's gonna be some a little bit of can't fucking even think right now, man. Uh, you know, there, yeah, there's something, there's something in it for me too. It's not just, it's just not about doing something just to do something. And yeah. And it's like, I, I would like to see, you know, cause there is some, and this, this is why I deal with the people that I deal with that with the homeless outreaches, cause they, they got their own homeless outreaches too. It's like they actually, they don't ask for their social security number. They don't ask for their phone number. They don't ask for their email address. Some of the, some of these homeless outreaches, they expect these homeless people to give them their name and their social security number. I mean, you'd be surprised. Right. It's pretty <laughs> fucked up. I mean, you could go and steal someone's whole fucking identity from that shit posed as trying to help someone i mean giving out your fucking social security number and your name and I mean, they can do fucking anything with that and it's like who's you know and then just be like oh it's you know some you know person what are they gonna do what are they gonna do how are they gonna even know that you're fucking fucking them over and yeah i mean yeah it's it's really fucked up yeah and it and you know, I've I've noticed something recently, dude. Like I went out there and I was I was talking to some homeless people and I was blessing somebody with a tent or whatever. And dude, I, I noticed that there's a lot more Africans. Like I actually when I was because I've been out of homelessness for two years now. God, you know, yeah. that's by the grace of God. It's a blessing. But the uh that when I when I went down there, bro, there's a lot more Africans. Like, there's like a significant number of immigrants, bro. The immigrants that are in my city, you know, there's there's a lot of them that are homeless right now. And what's messed up is that there's no most most of these homeless aid places that you can go to. It's a it's places that homeless people to can go to to get showers, to get, to apply for food stamps, to, uh, to, to get, to get their mail delivered there and such, you know, homeless aid services, places. Well, right. none, none of these places can help homeless people that are immigrants from other countries. If, if they don't have identification, there's nothing that they can do for them. You know what I mean? And it's Why like, is that? I don't know. They just, 
I don't think that they can get money. They can't get tax write-off or whatever kind of grant money or whatever if 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 that person don't have doesn't have proper identification. You know what I'm saying? I, I imagine that's the reason why, but I don't actually know the real reason. I'm, I'm just guessing as far as that goes. The reason but, they say. Uh, huh? But, yeah. I said the reason that they say that they claim is the reason, but I mean, there could be all kinds of, you know, dirty shit that you can do with that. And like, I remember in, uh, up in Minnesota, the, the, uh, Lutheran church, especially when I was in down in Southern Minnesota, like brought a whole bunch of, where were they from? Um, I want to say Sudan that were refugees as well as um, and but I mean it was all like come over but it's through like you got to fucking get it you know join the church and kind of thing if you want you know there's always some fucking bullshit kind of catch to it of yeah you gotta do this we'll we'll help you out but you gotta fucking you gotta do something for us you know we're not just doing this because we want to help people it's always kind of some other kind of not always doesn't have to be either as you are saying and it doesn't have to be and shouldn't be well Um, my yeah my my friend he was from he's from west africa and basically Uh it 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 took him nine years to get his proper identification from his home country so that that was nine years he was here in this city that he couldn't get a job he couldn't get food stamps he couldn't he couldn't get any kind of he couldn't get it they they wouldn't even let this guy in the homeless shelter because he didn't have he did not have proper identification from his home country. And the, the big problem is that the, the immigration sector of our government, locally and federally, is so significantly backed up, it takes forever for anything to get done, for real, for real. And especially if you're poor and homeless and you, you don't have a lawyer or anything like that, it just it takes very it, it takes for forever to, for shit to get done. So he sat in this city for nine years with no with no identification of any kind. Uh, and it's it's like a minimum of like seven or eight years for Africans from Africa to get their proper identification. It's a minimum of like four or five years for people from Mexico to get their proper identification from their home from their home country uh it's it, it's such a waiting list man it's it's like a a serious waiting game but uh, so that that's a big thing that's overlooked as far as homelessness goes and so what what would be the i mean is there a way to get around that or are you just kind of fucked in the meantime well i mean if you if you come to this country from a different country, if you have your proper identification with you, like on paper, 
I actually do think that that would help, but also writing down, because some of these people, like they don't have education system in these other countries like they do here. Like if right. you ask, the, some some of these people don't know what town they're from. <laughs> they, well, and, they don't know what state they're from because the they don't teach they don't teach common information like like how we have common geology out here about the United States. It's states, cities, counties, uh, stuff like that. Well, all of that stif- stuff's kind of relatively new in certain parts of Africa to where, you know, they, you know, it's just like, it's not, it's different, bro. It's, it's, you know, so, you know, having all the proper information with you when you come over here, you know, and, and, and you know, you know. Yeah. And if you're a, a refugee and you got to fucking leave your place, you might not grab your fucking and have time to grab whatever you can, like with your identification or what else. You, you fucking had to leave for a reason. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah, the GIs, the GIs are coming to get us, bro. Let's get the fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> yeah, and it's not like, okay, well, let me go grab this, make sure I have all this proper documentation. Uh, it's just, no, we got to fucking go. It's life or death right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the... Uh... Yeah, bro, it's been pretty, pretty nuts, bro. The uh, I would like to have, you know, I, I would like to tell stories, bro. You know, what do you mean? When I was homeless, bro, I seen so much crazy ass shit. I just, I, you know, I feel like every time I get on these damn podcasts, I'm all about, you know, what I'm trying to do with the homeless outreach and the nonprofits. But I would really want that. What I really want to talk about is all the shit that I've seen, bro. You know, you need you need a fucking podcast. I've been telling you, you need a podcast of your own, man. And you should go and fucking you got you got people on the streets as well who probably want to tell stories too. And you fucking you got people, you got guests right there. If they want to tell stories, you give them the opportunity to talk. I bet there'd be some people who'd be pretty fucking happy to be able to do that. Yeah, there is. In fact, I actually have talked to some people about that. And there's there's quite a few of them that I've I've even asked a few of them. You know, would you be interested in being on a podcast? And I, I know for sure that they want to be because they they have seen a lot, you know, especially the ones that have been homeless for many years, like, like I was, I know that they've seen a lot, dude. I mean, there was this one time, I can't remember, they had some kind of woman's rights, like protesting going on downtown. And there was this older, there was an older black woman and I was panhandling and we were all conversating about, we were all, we were all discussing you know, about the women's rights for abortion is what it was. And literally, this lady gives me this testimony about her being raped by her older brother when she was a kid and how abortion was not legal in, in, the, in the state she was in. Abortion was not legal at the time when she was raped by her older brother. 
So she had to literally, she was forced to give birth to her brother's baby. And then she had to take care of it because he didn't want to take care of it. He was like 16 and she was like 14 or something like that. So whenever, whenever her brother turned 18, he stopped taking care of the kid and he left. He didn't, he didn't want to take care of the kid anymore. So she, so she was stuck taking care of her brother's baby for 18 years and she was forced to give birth to it. And that, that was actually, when I, when I heard that testimony, it was a real eye opener for me personally. Uh, yeah. Which, you know, I'm, I, I think that at least having the option, abortion is an option. Uh, I don't, I don't think it should be. I I think that they make it way too easy for people to have abortions. You know, uh, it's like you have a regular couple, let's say two, two 19 year olds, they, they make a baby and they look at each other and they're like, Hey, you want to keep this? And, (laughs) and they're like, no, we can't afford it. Well, okay, let's go kill it. And, and that's, that's I don't I don't like stuff like that going on. I, I don't I don't like that. I don't I don't like people taking advantage of the option, you know, because that that's that's them taking advantage of the option of abortion. You know what I mean? And it, I don't I don't like to see stuff like that going on. Not for you. You know, and by the way, I just want to tell you. I'm six months pregnant, bro. Oh, fucking congratulations, man. <laughs> I, I'm going to name the baby Rusty. <laughs> oh, man. I'm fucking honored. No, I'm uh, just Shit. <laughs> yeah, the... Uh, now, if I did have a kid, though, I tell you right now, hey, hey look, now this is going to blow your mind, bro. All right. If I had a fine woman, what do you mean? Define define a fine woman. Well, she's got to have intellect. She's got to have good social skills. She's got to be independent. She got to make her own money. She got she got to be a real go getter with the money. You know what I mean? Yeah. She got to be a hard worker, and she got to be able to suck a dick properly. You know, I mean, that always helps, man. That's, you know, overlooked a lot of times, but that that sure helps. It seems to me like 99% of the population of women don't know how to actually suck a dick correctly. So, I mean, what are you going to fucking teach a class? Well, and you know, that's the thing. If they blow me, hey, they, they can blow me for free. But guess sure. what? If they blow me, I'll teach them how to do it correctly. Sure. Yeah. But I mean, well, everyone's different. I mean, but but for guys, I it's not. I assume it's not too different, guy to guy, that much. Well, I assume it's as far as for for guys getting getting a blowjob. I assume it's probably. What what guys are after in a blowjob is usually pretty close to each other for 
like each di- guys aren't too different with what you know they want in a good blow job well I'll, I'll tell you i'll tell you what i want go down all the way okay <laughs> also do not use your hands <laughs> your your hands your hands are not required to do that kind of job you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah it, uh, yeah it doesn't need to be and also you know don't when i'm when i'm about to nut you know they need to keep sucking the hell out of that thing until i bust every last drop you know because wow. seems like when i'm about to bust sometimes these chicks stop like i don't under, i mean it's like i busted but i wouldn't finish busting you know it's like they 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 stop blowing me mid bust you know like right in the middle of it you know and it, it really fucks it up i hate that it's a terrible terrible experience yeah you can't you know you got to be vocal with that shit though you got you got to let them know you got to give them fucking i i step try by to- step fucking be there with them and like hey wait hold on hold on a minute i i keep doing what you're doing it's like these chicks they just automatically assume that they got this they assume that they know what they're doing they're like man i done sucked a hundred dicks in my life of course i know what i'm doing let me do this i'm like all right whatever okay i uh, you know, and then then uh, all of a sudden they mess it up. I just met. I had this one chick. She had a chip in her tooth. She had a chip in her tooth. She's blowing me, and all of a sudden I see blood, like on my dick. And I'm Shit. like, "What the fuck is this? What are you doing? Why is it? Why is why is my dick bleeding?" She goes. Good question. She goes. Oh, oh, I, I got a chip in my tooth. I, I must have cut you. What the fuck? That shit was nuts. I wanted to punch the hell out of that chick. Bam! <laughs> yeah, I'd be a little fucking upset if I fucking had my dick bleeding. Well, you know. So, I mean, did you did you finish? Well, I... I oh. I know, I know I didn't finish, dude. My as soon as oh. I started seeing the the blood, my kind dick kind of went, a my dick of a went mood killer. Hard. Go ahead. Yeah, kind of a mood killer. Once, yeah, once it, it definitely, my dick went from hard to soft in like zero seconds. I I bet. Um so yeah, I mean, that's something. I mean, you know, there's always more education. There can always be more education in sex, um, not just about, you know, whatever. You know, people got to, there's always room for improvement in anything. If you're too good at something, I don't know, man. You can, always, you can still get better. You yep. can still fucking get better. Hell yeah. 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 So if you blow John, if you blow Jonathan Powell, he'll give you free coaching. <laughs> hey, my yeah. sex game just went up. Woo! 
Let's see. There you go. I mean, you got uh, the Jonathan Powell school of getting your dick sucked. So if <laughs> uh, if you're ever needing to go there, just hit them up on on Facebook, and you can you can sure get right after that. So um, yeah, if you need need some extra anything. Yeah. And so I, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say, bro, like. What's crazy is that uh, I always see, like, people walking around downtown and they're wondering why they see – because, like, the same people, they go downtown to go to work every day. The same people that's working downtown right now, they've been working downtown for many years, you know, and – it's like they always wonder why the same homeless people are out there. Why Why do I always see the same homeless people on the corners all the time? You guys are not trying to get a – you guys are not trying to do anything with your life. You're not trying to get a job, blah, blah, blah. But none none of those people actually stop and talk to the homeless people to ask why or or to figure out because they don't know they don't when when a when a homeless person is on the corner panhandling you don't know if that homeless person's got a job or not so stop yep. assuming don't assume nothing don't assume that they don't have a job they might be saving up to get a house right now so that they can rent an apartment or something like that and they're they're panhandling to to save up money, you know, this, this might be their only day off and they come out here to panhandle to make a little bit of extra money. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm not sure if you guys haven't realized, but working a nine to five only gives you enough money to survive. You don't have, you don't have any, if you're working a nine to five, you're working from check to check to check and you ain't got nothing left over when it's all said and done. You know, yeah. so if you panhandle for a little bit of extra income, I don't, I don't blame you. I don't blame you not one bit. Yeah. And I mean, there's not a lot of places, especially on minimum wage where you can fucking own a place or, you know, be able to rent a place working even 40 hours a week. Like you got to make a fucking certain amount just to even like live alone if you want to. Yeah. So, Ain't, ain't like uh, ain't like it used to be. Ain't like what what we heard. Yeah, that you could do so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's fucking. You never know people's story, and don't fucking don't jump to those fucking conclusions before before you know. Because who the fuck yeah. knows, man? Yeah, before before you get your ass beat by a homeless guy. Right. <laughs> right. I haven't had it happen yet, so I'm. I'm doing all right. But <laughs> I, I I see it. And that's, that's another thing. Look, bro, because I, I've been in the rocky side of the east side before, you know. Like, I was living there for quite some time in my other apartment. Yeah. And there's all these middle-class youngsters, you know, like teenagers and younger people, like in their early 20s and shit. And they come from these higher-up places, you know, like, like they they come from well off societies, you know, well off communities, and then they want to come and deal with these low class people 
these poor people down on the on the east side. Let me tell you something. If you're a young, if you're a young person, let's say in your, your teenage years, or maybe just in your early 20s or something like that, and if you're from some well-off community or whatever, and then you want to come down here to the east side and you want to talk to us like you talk to your mom and you want to talk to us like you talk to your girlfriend or you want to talk to us however you want to talk to us, let me tell you something. These people, they're going to get their ass beat, bro. Bro, these people cannot be talking to people however they feel. Bro, you come over here to the east side and you're over here talking shit or or talking to us how you talk to your friends at school or whatever the fuck. You're gonna get you're gonna get molly whopped and you're gonna get uh you're gonna get the shit stomped out of you and you're gonna realize holy shit, I'm not I'm not in <laughs> it's like bro, I'm telling you, these people live they live in like these leave it to beaver type of communities, you know, like these real uh, suburb type places. Huh? And then they come down here to the hood. They want to talk. They want to come down here to the hood and just be talking to people. However they feel like. What you do know? you mean by that? What are you talking to you? Like, how are you? Like, I, what do you, what do you mean? Like, give me an example. All right. I'll give you an example. I had this guy, he was sleeping on my floor for $80, $80 a week, right? Yeah. Well, this guy, he come from this well-off, you know, he was well-off, bro. He ain't he ain't never needed for nothing. His parents took very good care of him. He had great parents, you know. He, he lived in a really wealthy, uh, well-off community or whatever. So he come, and I was living on the Far East Side. Well... And, you know, he, he said he had a job and everything. So everything seemed kosher. It was all going pretty smooth for the first week or two, you know. Well, this guy had a really bad drinking problem. And it was like, dude, at 9 o'clock in the morning, he's cracking open a beer Yikes. and, like, like just chugging it, bro. And I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, he actually, the, the liquor store don't even open till, like, noon. So he 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 would he would be the first one. He'd be waiting at the liquor store, waiting for it to open before it was even open. Like, like the fucking methadone <laughs> clinic. And and this this fucking dude, we there was a bar, and it was like three blocks down from my house. And I would go there because it was the closest in walking distance for hot food. You know, they cooked the hot food. They had some good grub there. And I I would talk to the locals. I was like, I would talk to the locals about whatever, you know, uh, you know, while and we'd shoot darts and stuff like that. And I, a, everybody respected me in there. I, I was starting to make friends there or whatever. I knew all the waitresses by first name and shit. Well, I go in there and I, I took this new guy. It was, it was me, it was me, one of my close friends, and this new guy that was sleeping on my floor. So then he starts, bro, look, me, me and my close friend, we start playing darts. Well, he he did for some reason he didn't want to play darts with us. So he went over to the bar, he's sitting at the bar, 
for 30 minutes, me and my friend were having a great time playing darts, you know? And then this other guy, the guy that's sleeping on my floor, he starts cussing out the waitress. He starts cussing out this old man that was sitting next to him that had to have been like 70 years old. And there was an old lady. She jumps up. She goes, you can't, you can't talk to my man like that. You know? Oh, shit. And she, yeah. And she was like, she had to have been 65, 70 years old. I mean, she was really old too. Uh, and they're, they're just arguing and, and then he starts threatening to beat up this old lady and threatening to beat up this old man. <laughs> Bro, Why? Well, okay. So now, and it, and we, we didn't learn this till afterwards, but the guy was, <clears throat> so the old man. The old man was deaf in one ear, okay? Yeah. He was deaf on his left ear. So my the guy that was sleeping on my floor, he sat on the left side of this guy. So he's sitting there trying to talk to this old man, but the old man was deaf in that ear. So the old man could not hear what he was saying. Shit. So so the guy, the guy that was sleeping on my floor, he took it like he took offense to it, you know. That the, the guy was not responding to anything he said, you know? Right. So then, uh, so he starts really embarrassing me and my friend, you know? So I walk over there to him. I say, hey, bro, you need to chill the fuck out, bro. You need to chill the fuck out. You need to calm down right now or you need to leave. One of the two, bro. So he yeah. ends up, so he, he ends up calming down or whatever, you know, he calmed down. So he sits down. I go back over to my friends and me and my friend were playing darts. Sure enough, 10 or 15 minutes, he starts doing it again. He's yelling, he's cussing them out, blah, blah, blah. And he, you know, the, the, the old man and the old lady, they let it go at first, but, but he, the guy, the guy sleeping on my floor, he couldn't let it go. He wouldn't let it go. So, so then, uh, I go over there to him. I said, bro, you need to leave. You need to go home, bro. You need to go home and sober up. You, you can't, uh, you're embarrassing me, bro. You know, blah, blah, blah. Right. That's going to start some shit. Well, oh, and this, this guy, he thinks he's a UFC tough guy, by the way. I, I, I forgot to mention that, but you know, he, he just really into UFC or whatever. So, so anyway, so I give him my, the keys to my apartment and he goes back to my apartment and me, me and my friend, we stay for like another hour, you know, shooting darts. We're having a good time. Whoop-de-woo. I, I tip the waitress really big just to try to make up for that fucking idiot that's sleeping on my floor, or cussing her out or whatever. Right. You know, she, she, she don't, she don't get paid enough to put up with that shit. I swear, bro. No one does. <laughs> so. So then uh, I, I end up going home with, you know, me, me and my friend, we head to my apartment, we walk there. And uh, so the guy, and you know, it's crazy because I told my friend, my, I said, bro, we're, we're not going to kick him out. We're, we're, we're just going to be cool. You know, don't, don't bring it up. I, I don't, I don't want to start an argument, bro. Don't, don't try to talk to this guy about what just happened. 
just just leave it be, leave it alone. You know, I I didn't I didn't want it to be an argument again. You know, I, I didn't want to argue about it. But so I, I told my friend that while we were walking home, you know. And then as as soon as we walk in the door, bro, he's standing up, and guess what? He's ready to talk about it. He wants to talk about it. Oh. And the first thing I said was, hey, bro, I, I don't even want to talk about it, bro. And then he just starts going on this huge rant, right? And he's just ranting for like five or ten minutes. And I'm just sitting down. I'm like, I, I mean, I just walked through the door, and this dude is just like going off, dude. Yeah. And and I'm looking at my my I'm looking at my best friend. My friend's looking at me. And then I, I I just tell him, you know, I say, look, bro, you were threatening to beat up an old lady, bro. I I mean, and you know, he he didn't get it, bro. He was like, he's sitting there, bro. You you ain't got my back. He he said, you ain't got my back, bro. He said that really hurts me. We're friends, and you ain't got my back, and all this and that. I say, bro, I do got your back, but I am not going to back you up when you're trying to beat up an old lady, bro. Yeah. Only fair, man. This guy was so out of his mind, dude. Uh, Just drunk, man. It is a drunk. And I sit there and uh, so after I, because I went on and I was saying stuff for like five minutes and then I sat back down. And then here, and then he goes on again. He did another like 10 minute rant. But this time he's like yelling. He's like yelling at me. The the first time he was just raising his tone, you know what I mean? But the second time he was really yelling, like literally screaming at me. And he, he's walking over towards me and he's yelling at me. And he put his finger out and he's like, got his finger in my face. And I, I had a, I had a really big pet peeve about people disrespecting me in my own home. You know what I mean? Sure. So I fucking jump up and I snatch him up and I throw his ass against the fucking wall. And I said, Oh, you think you're UFC tough guy, huh? I slapped him, slapped him again. Right. (laughs) And then I fucking take my elbow and I fucking elbowed him in his fucking nose. I said, you're fucking UFC tough guy, huh, bitch. (laughs) <laughs> and, he, and he's sitting there and then uh so then i fucking i start pop 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 i start just beating the brakes off this dude and uh he tries to hit he hit the ground he starts folding up and i started kicking him you know i'm kicking him and uh and my my friend my best friend he he ain't never seen me my best friend ain't never seen me get that upset and my best friend is over there looking at me like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, what did this guy do, man? Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, then I'm sitting there yelling at him really loud. I'm like, you think you can treat people however you can treat me? I say you can't treat me like this. <laughs> I was going off, dude. And then I... uh so then when he was done, you know, what's really messed up is that when he was done and all this shit was over, he still wanted to talk about it. And I'm yeah. sitting there. I said, bro, I don't want to talk about nothing. Get your shit and get the fuck out, bro. And yeah. he's like, he's, 
he would not stop trying to talk to me. And the more he kept trying to talk to me, the more upset I would get. And it got to the point to where I was about to beat the brakes off of him again. And then, then my friend, my friend, my friend, my, <laughs> my best friend, he, he goes over to him. He's like, bro, stop talking to him, bro. You're making him upset, bro. He said, just get your stuff and just leave, bro. Don't, don't. Don't don't get him upset, man. He's he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna beat you up again, dude. Just just get your stuff and go. You know, time to get the fuck out, man. And he fucking he ended up leaving or whatever, and you know it, it's he he's really lucky that that old man and see there was like there's a son that old woman and that old man I see him in that bar all the time. And normally they're with their son and their son is like 40 something years old. And he's a big cock swole ass dude. If, if their son would have been there, if their son would have been there when that had happened, I tell you what, bro, he would have, he would have broke, he would have broke every bone in that dude's body, bro. Yeah. It would have been in some fucking trouble, man. I, yeah, you got you got to watch out who the fuck you're you're talking shit to, man. And you know, if you're gonna talk shit to someone, like have a reason to talk shit to them for one. And two, I mean, yeah, you got to fucking understand that if you're doing that, them's just fighting words. So be ready, be ready for fucking whatever comes back at you. You put it out there, so be yeah. fucking ready. When right. the gloves come off. Yeah, right, dude. Yeah, that's when the <laughs> shit fucking goes down. So, uh, yeah, speaking of you guys, want uh, check out other shows on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network. And uh, Jonathan, how can people get a hold of you? They can uh, check out your new 501c3. Do you have a website for that? Not yet. Not yet. We're It's all in progress. So if, once you get a, uh, you can do it on uh, Google Sites. If you go to sites.google.com, you can get a free website. You just have to pay for the domain, whatever the domain is that you choose, but that's free. So if that's something, unless you got someone else that wants to do it for you, but it's, how much it works does pretty the, how well. Much does the, how much does the domain cost? Yeah, I don't know, probably like 10, 20 bucks a year. That's not that's terrible. Plenty. Yeah. That's cheap. Yeah. And yeah, if you get whatever uh whatever the whole acronym is written out. So what is the whole acronym? It is HART. That's Homeless Education Advocacy Resource Team. So if you have that homeless education advocate resource team.org, whatever that is, and yeah, then you can do that and you'd have your your website that'd be um, awesome i like the idea that because i got a guy if i do that can i have uh can i have a guy to kind of like customize it a little bit absolutely yeah dude it's fucking simple like i i'm not good at any of that shit and that's how i made my uh my hypnosis page is all just google sites um and it's just simple. It's simple. You can, it's real easy to 
change anything, customize it however you want to, and it looks good. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, get get on that at some point, and then yeah, people can check it out there. Or else, how else can they find you on the internet or wherever? Well, I'm at Jonathan Powell on Facebook. That's J O N A T H A N P O W E L L, and that is uh, that my my Facebook profile picture is a hand, and also uh, John J O N Resell uh, 2022. That is my uh, that's my Gmail. Just in case anybody wants to send me anything on Gmail. Um, and yeah, basically I am trying to, well, I, I also have a cash tag. What is it? A dollar sign J O N P O W E L L one number one. Um, so if anybody wants to help contribute to my cause or something like that, they can donate whatever they feel comfortable with. Uh, also, I do want to say once we get everything up and running, we're going to have, which we do do homeless outreach right now, but from here on out, we want to do like uh, recordings of all of our homeless outreach stuff. That way we can post it on, on, on my Facebook page or something like that. Um, that way everybody knows that the money's going where it's supposed to be going, you know, uh, so that's, that's important. Yeah, when you do any grant writing, you have to make sure you write out where the money's going, how it's going to be spent, and then they check up on that too. Um, if you want to try to get money from them again, so you got to be, you got to be pretty transparent with that shit. But yeah, dude, Jonathan, thanks for coming on, man, and uh, giving, giving your stories and letting people know about Smart. And uh, yeah, man, have a good rest of your day. Thank you, bro. Thank you for letting me on. Sure, buddy. All right, you guys, that's Jonathan Powell, yo, and you got him talking about smart, which was not smart, heart, heart, homeless, education, advocacy. I think he said resource team. Pretty sure. But you guys, you know, you can check it out. It's going to be in the show notes. So Thank you guys for listening. Check out the other shows on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network. Um, also check out my fucking 501c3sockmup.org. Like he was saying, you know, almost people need uh, some help. And we provide socks because socks are the most asked for and least followed through on item at shelters. So yeah, get on that sockemup.org and you guys that is the show man you gotta see my laptop my fucking desktop there you go you're lucky oh yeah and it's brought to you by fucking stonery productions I didn't say that shit you'll figure it out here in a minute It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Boom! I probably clipped out, but it's Rusty.
It's Rusty Diamond Motherfucker. Ernest! 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 <coughs> yes, Pee Wee. You brought the snacks, right? 